Kia a very good morning everyone. Hope your racing weekend is going well. Of course, Trot's Talk brought to you by HRNZ. Go to hrnz.co.nz for everything you need to know about this wonderful sport of harness racing. There's previews, reviews, videos, trials, form, all sorts of stuff on there for you to learn a bit more about the great game. And indeed, if it's having a punt, there's selections there for you too. Looking forward to today's show where the focus will be on the second day of the Nelson Harness Racing Club's meeting out of Richmond Park. They've got an 11-race program, as they had on Friday. Already spoken to a couple of participants there who have suggested the weather is absolutely perfect. 25 degrees, not a breath of wind. And many of the races today are over the mile. So uh, I think there's more than half the card anyway, uh, maybe Eight of the 11 races are over the mile, and they will fly around there, including the free-for-all race, the Nelson Pine Industries Nelson Classic, where the cup winner from Friday in Ulta Meteor will be looking to make it three in a row after taking out the Paul Renwick Joinery Christmas Cup at Carrara back on the 29th of December. Guess for today, we'll catch up with a man who was in form on Friday, Bob Butt. In fact, his stable's been in form since the start of 2024, so we'll have a chat to him about his chances today. In our Southern Man segment, Tim Williams, who drove Ultimeteor on Friday and has a number of good drives uh, there today at the Nelson meeting. Gavin Smith, he's another key participant there today. In the third segment, it'll be a bit lighter. We'll have a chat to Matt Cross, who actually part-owned one of those Bob Butt-trained and driven winners in Ruakaka, uh, the commentator there at Nelson today. He got quite excited in the call, as we'll hear when we build in to talk to him. And we'll wrap it all up with Matt Peden to help you out with where the money is going today, the all-important punting at Nelson this afternoon. But as promised, Bobby B has joined us. Uh, Bob Butt, very good morning to you, Bob. Good morning, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm excellent, thank you. And I know you will be too because you're at, uh, well, one of the iconic carnivals, if you like, through Nelson two days into Blenheim next week. Uh, it's pretty hard to beat, particularly at this time of year. Oh, for sure, mate. Love Nelson. Always um, sort of my favourite spot to tour, so um, good to be here again. What makes it so good, Bob? Obviously the weather's great, but... From what I'm told over the years by many good judges, Nelson is as fair a track as there is just about anywhere. Yeah, oh, for sure. Brilliant track. Um, brilliant track, great weather, um, great people. So, uh, no, it's just a combination of everything. It's just a um, great spot. All right. Before we get into today, I just want to touch on uh, New Year's Eve for you because you had a couple of significant wins. Uh, one was with Resolve, and obviously she's uh, she's been low-flying, although she got beaten earlier in the week. But you also won with a horse called Bet and Win in the box seat hot-to-trot series, which, well, this horse has come of age. First up, Alexandra Park, outstanding. Absolutely bolted in in that final, and you've got some interesting connections involved in this one. Yeah, yeah, no, I, got, um, I was just lucky enough to get the horse. Um, what David White, um, he had him, and... Um, I just said he just wasn't 100% happy with him or that, so he sent him out just to see if a change of scenery would work. And, um, and um, no, he just um, sort of kept getting better and better, and uh, he's, a, he's a real nice horse going forward. What do you do with him now, Bob? Have, have you got any lofty plans for him? Because based on that performance, 
uh, and his previous run, to be absolutely fair. Uh, he's got a pretty big future, so have you mapped anything out as, as such? Uh, well, at this stage, he's having his arm lit up now, and um, then he'll come come back in. Um, I think he's going to have about four weeks off and then come back in and um, see how he's going. If he's going pretty good, um, probably aiming for the um, for the three- and four-year-old trot in Brisbane. Nice, the great square, the race that only yeah. had in its infancy. It's only had one go, but, um, gee, that's that's a pretty lofty sort of target. So that tells me that you you hold him in, in decent regard then. Oh, for sure, yeah. No, he's got a um, big motor. Just hope he, hope he keeps keeps improving um, and his manners stay good. And, like, like he'll, um, he'll have to be done. He'll have to be flying if we go. But um, I think if he um, comes back in and even if he improves a little bit, he's, um, he'll be... Um, competitive over there. Alright, that's enough about what happened on New Year's Eve. What about what happened on Friday? This was one of uh, Robert John Butt's winners. Top of the straight, ready, set, jet. Leads at a length and a half. Top of the hill, then Orlando Express and Harmonia. Ready, set, jet. Top of the hill, lurking in the trail. Then came Orlando Express, who's running on the far side. Ready, set, jet. Offers back to challenge. Top of the hill, coming on the far side. Orlando Express, ready, set, jet. A length in front, holding top of the hill. It's ready, set, jet. And ready, set, jet goes all the way. Ready, set, jet. One and a half a length. Second across top of the hill. Found the top, dominated from the top end, takes its place in race number six today. And, and when you look through the field, Bob, and, and first of all, congratulations on that. It's never easy to get a, a maiden trotter to win uh, first up, but clearly this one uh, you've waited for, as have the connections. Yeah, thanks, mate. No, he, um, he, uh, he went good. He's, um, he's, he's, he's going to be a nice horse in the making, but um, like you say, it's, it's hard when the maiden trot... Um, first start but it's even harder when you've got to come out of maidens at your second start so um, um, all those other horses have got a lot more experience in them that, in that than him but um, hopefully um, he can do everything right and um, he'll um, he'll go a good race anyway. Yeah races in those special colours too Bob. Oh for sure yeah nah so um, got, got all the ones from um, Scotty's and um, Another crew having a heap of fun with them anyway. Yep, Glenn Scott, the late Glenn Scott, and uh, all his friends and family still enjoying uh, this racing game. Let's talk about Rua Kaka, who was another trotting winner for you. We're going to catch up with Matt Cross later in the show just to uh, talk to him not only about what a, what a great experience it is to call your, your own horse home, but um, patience personified with this horse. You've had some problems, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, well, we had problems... Um, wee while ago and we sort of tipped him out and um, we sort of forgot about him really and then um, brought him back in and it was um, just a blessing in disguise. He, he was always such a big weak bugger so um, chucked him up on the hill and um, let him get get over all his issues and that and um, days come back good. All right, he was good the other day. He's going to need to be better today because he's got uh, the derby winner in there. Oh, yeah, no, he's got big... Massive jump up for him today, but um, if he, if I sort of had a few more runs under me belt, I'd um, I'd say he's, uh, ability wise, he'd still be a good chance. But I'm just just got him um, just a bit worried about um, how much the run the first day took its toll after um, being being away for nearly two years, you know. So um, just I've just got that in the back of my mind. But if he um, 
if he backs up, they'll um, he'll still go a good race. Bob, has he given you the indication he will? Has he been eating and drinking and all those sorts of things? Yeah, well, I just chuck them all out together out in big paddocks, so um, one of them's good eating them. good anyway. <laughs> <laughs> one, of them's eat, one of them's eating good and one of them's drinking good, but um, no, hopefully um, they, all seem, they all seem bright anyway. Yeah, it's, it's all gone in the morning, just not too sure where it's gone. All right, so Rua Parker yeah. taking on Sonny's sister, Almighty Fear, who uh, obviously stood on the mark the first day and has ability, ideal, ideal uh, Stuart here, another uh, quality horse. So, um, yeah, it won't, won't be easy at all. The feature pace there today, Bob, uh, you pick up the drive on Bryce's medal. You talk about horses needing to step up. Um, great on the first day, beating Watermelon Sugar, who's... No slouch, but it's a lot deeper this race. Ultimate or Mighty Louie, who won the race last year. Um, the likes of Dalton Shard, who's gone round against the absolute best, and uh, including the Derby and behind Merlin and the like. So um, it won't be easy for Bryce's medal, but you sort of pinch it a wee bit for Robert, Jenner and Johnny. Yeah, yeah. No, what, massive step up for him again, but uh, he's a nice horse going forward, but it's just one of those races over a mile when... Um, some of those speedy ones um, might have a bit too much. Well, they will have a bit too much lick for him early in that. But um, you never know if they go mental, mental. He um, he might be able to take advantage of it. Bob, earlier in the day, Courtney Rose, Miss Nelson. Courtney Rose probably a better chance at sixteen dollars. What about take a selfie in race number three? Raging Bull, four-year-old mare. Uh, again, for the Glenn Scott uh, connection, but didn't really want to be part of the action on Friday. Nah, she's still, she's still pretty um, inexperienced. We just brought her away for a trip because the crew were coming up, but um, she'd only had two trials before that, so she's um, yeah, a lot on experience. But still, the um, ability's there, so um, just hopefully she just wasn't, wasn't real happy on the first day, so um, I've changed the bit on her and that, and um, hopefully that, that can work. But um, if she behaves herself, she'll um, be a good place chance, but um, I'm just more hopeful than anything. All right. Well, hopefully she got some of that food that we're not too sure who's been eating it. Uga Chucky, you drive for Tim Trathan in race number seven. Obviously what happened at the 300-metre mark affected her chances, but I love the way she knuckled down, Bob, and, and kept coming at the line in behind Bryce's medal. She's got to be a cracking chance today. Oh, I'll give her... Yeah, she's, she's been... She's my best drive all day. Um, I reckon she's, um, yeah, she probably um, had every right to just spit the dummy after the day, after, the other day after she got knocked over, but she picked herself back up and um, hit the line real good. I was um, real impressed with her. So um, hopefully she, um, she, the only thing with her, she's just still just got to be driven for, um, for her high speed. So um, you still sort of need the race to pan out, but um Hopefully it does, and um, they'll definitely know she's there. Bob, how difficult can that be, particularly in a small field, because Nelson, when they're going that hard, you think they're going to swoop down the outside, but so often they just can't get to the leaders. Oh, for sure, over a mile. It's like, well, even a lot of races anywhere these days, they keep they just run, and you think they're going to come back, but they um, just keep running off the front end. So, um, but, I mean, she has got real high speed, so just just as long as she's hopefully within a couple of links of them turning for home, um, she'll, she'll be thereabouts. All right, what about Stanley's rule in race number 10? Was good at Reefton. First day run, what did you make of that? Just average. Um, he's a bit of a little bludgeon bugger, so um, hopefully the, um, the run the other day sharpened him up. Um, 
and yeah, he's just he's got good manners and that. He's won. Um, if he performs at his best, he can um, definitely get a bit of it. But um, yeah, it's just up to him. All right. So clearly, the best Uga Chaka. Yeah, yeah, I'm picking. So yeah, just um, just the way she felt the other day. Um, a bit of luck. Hopefully, she'll um, get a bit of it. Bob, do you press on with the team to to Blenheim, or what what happens with the this race team? Uh, no, this race team will go home, and um, and uh, I've got three new ones going to um, Blenheim. So, what do you got go going there, Bob? Um, I've got Masterly, Midfrew, Luca, and Get Up and Dance. Right, three decent sort of horses, mate. That, that that's a decent team to be taking there. Yeah, good Northway team to be taken. Oh, Get Up and Dance is just going to race on the Sunday in the Cup, so um, it's his first start back for um, since the Country Cup final last year, so um, we'll just race him in the Cup because um, that's one of the qualifying races for it again this year, so um, is he going good? Again. Yeah, he's come back good. He's trolled up, he's trolled up um, real good, so um, he's another one had a few issues, so... Um, we got them all sorted out, and um, now he's coming up good. All right, so you've got a couple going to Ashburton on Tuesday as well. Don't tell Jenny, who won on debut, and Katie Hawk. Yeah, yeah, um, don't tell Jenny's a not, nice wee filly. Um, it's just, um, and um, there's a couple in there that go, go not bad as well, so, um, but she'll go a good race. And um, Katie Hawk, you never really know what you're going to get with him, but... Um, if he brings his A game, he's competitive, and if he doesn't, he's hopeless. So you just don't really know which one turns up. <laughs> don't, don't know which one, no, fair enough. Uh, don't tell Jenny taking on the likes of uh, Lady Boutique, who was excellent uh, uh, as a cheapy or as a cheapy tempo warrior. Yeah, it's a, it's going to be a step up, but on the first winning performance, why not? Don't tell Jenny in race number six on Tuesday. Hey, Bob, let you get on with your morning, mate. Uh, really appreciate your time. Nice work first day. Hope that will continue for you today at Nelson and um, appreciate your time here on Trot's Talk. Cheers, Greg. I see you, mate. Good on you, mate. That's uh, Bob Butt, the driver who has won over 300 races and he's trained over 150 winners too and he's only in his infancy in that caper but he's clearly indicated that he's uh, got longevity in this game. He's got the breeding to be a pretty good horseman and um, his results, uh, results rather, are reflecting that. It's the first guest on Trot's Talk, brought to you by HRNZ. Uh, go to hrnz.co.nz for everything you need to know about this great game. And, of course, all of the odds are out, tab.co.nz. Please bet responsibly. And uh, you have multiple opportunities to get involved there at uh, Nelson today. And don't forget, Ellerslie's back. Yes, the Big E, it's back today with a twilight meeting starting about 3.30 this afternoon. Short break, other side, we'll get in to our Southern Man segment. I'm a southern man, and I'm so brilliant. I got the south in my blood, and I'm gonna be here till I'm dead and Yes, it is the Southern Man segment here on Trot's Talk, brought to you by HRNZ. Before we get to the first of our guests in this segment, 
Let's have a listen to this from Friday. Here's Alta Meteor by a length. Williams sits quietly. Don Morrow shaken up. Mighty Libby shaken up. Shaken up as well. Homebush lad. Williams pushes the button on Alta Meteor. He skipped three lengths in front. Heisenberg running on underneath of Don Morrow. Double time running on wider. Alta Meteor in front. Double time ran to second from Heisenberg. Alta Meteor. Double time. Flashing late. Here's the post. He held on. Alta Meteor wins the Nelson Cup. Big run, double time for second. Back-to-back -back, uh, Country Cup wins for Ulta Meteor. We know he was good enough to run fifth in the derby as well. Tim Williams is his regular pilot. He had to be good, Tim, and he was, as I say. Very good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, Greg. Yeah, really wrapped with the run on uh, Friday. Uh, couldn't have done any more than what, asked, what was asked of him, so you know, really pleased to be able to get the job done. He had every right to be getting a little bit tired towards the back end of that race. It appeared to the eye that he was. What about for you? How did he feel when he got to the post? Because it's all important leading into today's event. Yeah, like I, I said that uh, after the race on Friday too, I, just, I don't know if he is a real natural leader yet. Um, he obviously credit to the second horse. He went super two and, and did get quite close. But I think the last 100, he, he sort of definitely did switch off a bit. And you see the years going back and forth. He was just... Uh, you know, nice and relaxed, and you know, once Bob sort of got, got at him at the line, he was, you know, I think he still had a little bit more to give, and he was sort of quite strong through the line. So, you know, that part of it was pleasing, but uh, he's just got to learn to be a little bit better in front. Tim, different race for him today, outside front row over a mile. He's got the wood on this field, most would think, but it's not going to be an easy drive, is it? No, very tactical race, like I say, different kettle of fish today, but, uh, you know, he's a very speedy horse and you know, very adaptable, and, his last couple of starts had suggested he, he sort of right back to his old self and he's able to relax in his races, which is you know, a big thing. And, uh, you know, today he might have to might have to be driven with a sit. He might not, like you say. It's going to depend on what plays out in front of us. But, uh, you know, he's come through the run super and ate up great after the race. So yeah, we'll just play it by ear. But, uh, you know, very happy with the horse. Yep, he's certainly developing into a genuine free-for-aller, no doubt about that, if uh, his last two runs are any indication. Gee, the run of the Stonewall team has been good. I think you've won about 11 races in 12 days or something like that, so uh, the strike rate's incredible at the moment. Yeah, really lucky, obviously. Um, you know, sort of a little bit a little bit quiet after uh, sort of cup week, but the numbers in, in both islands are really starting to ramp up now. A bigger race team, so it's uh, you know really... Really good, especially pen and driver. Obviously, the more racehorses we have, the the better for me. So you know, just wrapped and you know, great that the team's team's going going so well. It's um you know all the work, all the staff at home put in. It's a uh, you know it's a lot of credit goes to the team behind the scenes. Yep, it certainly does. RDB Mickey was a nice uh, winner earlier in the week. Nice filly too, breaking 155. Uh, Rock Band grabbed a double off the second row uh, on Friday. Jumps up in grade in race number seven. Expectations today. Yeah, I think it'll be a little bit of a line in the sand today, but you know they they do have an opinion on the horse. Um, he is a very sort of speedy type. I think you've seen that the first day when you know Johnny was able to weave a, a pretty good passage through them early. I thought he, you know, from the naked eyes outside of me, he showed a lot of speed. So back to the the mile play, I think you know it should suit him. And you know what's well, a nice field, but if he gets a nice suck along somewhere, I think he's he's one to be running on strong at the end. Yeah, Twist is another one the stable have it in race number five. Again, it's going to be a tactical race, and I thought very, very good on, on day number one. All you need is uh, me as a pretty talented horse, and Twister got pretty close. Yeah, wrapped with the run the first day, Greg. I was the first time I sat behind the horse, so I think as much as the horse, I, I learned a lot about him. So, um, you know, he gave a great feel, and, you know, really pleased with the way 
he stuck at it the whole way at the straight. He you know didn't have much luck during the running. He had to make a lot of his own luck. So tricky draw again today. But uh, you know after the field, he gave me the first day. I think he'll be right in the fight again today. Early in the day, Bromac Times, Melando Chief, just each way chances. What about Monarch Prince in race number six? Probably expected a little bit more from him on day number one. What about you? Yeah, definitely. He was uh, as plain for his standards for the trip he got, but uh, he's one. He's he generally got really good manners, so if he, he can put himself forward early and um, get a good run, hopefully he can turn around the run from the first day, because I think it was too bad to be true. All right, what about Bondi Luster in race number 10? When I look at a, a mile-standing start, I look at the trainers and the way the horses begin, I think of Ivan Court, and you're on one of his in Bondi Luster, and you've got Barrier 1 to boot. Yeah, perfect draw for her. Like you say, great stand-start manners. Um, you know, she drew wide the first day and just wasn't able to sort of Get, get across the face of the field early, but uh, different kettle of fish again today too. So, you know, wrap with a draw, she can get away smartly. She's uh, she's one, I think, the mile stand will suit her. She's a bit of a, a one batter, so if she's able to jump and sort of run at her own tempo and set her own terms, she um, could be hard to catch. All right, what's the best of them today, do you think, Tim? Uh, I think Twister, just the feel to give the first day. I think, um, you know, he's a nice horse going forward, and, uh, you know, I think he, he should be right in it, so... Ashburton for you on Tuesday. I see Built for Glories going there off the back of a very impressive win. Yeah, another horse. He's, um, you know, I think the more racing he does, he, he should get better this colt. We uh, we quite like him, but he's just going to need the racing under him now to to bring bring a bit of that ring craft. But uh, yeah, he's done everything asked of him at home, and I think that we trip away to Omicare has brought him on a wee bit too. So you know, he's probably one to follow through through the season. I think um, you know he can do quite a nice job. Congrats on getting past the 800 uh, too, mate. Uh, you know, I guess you're honing on the 1,000 wins now and judging by the way things uh, sort of have evolved and the way the team at uh, Stonewall are going, that should be a goal within the next couple, maybe three years anyway. Yeah, definitely. Probably something when I started off, Greg, it's something, you know, you, you see your Dexes and um, your Blairs and, and whatnot. You probably don't think you're going to get there yourself, but uh, I've been incredibly lucky with the sport I've had through the years and Obviously, everyone that's given me the drives to get where I am now, but uh, just lucky now with the team that Stonewall are you know, going to have a, a big team this season, which um, yeah, makes my life a lot easier. Yep, sure does. Hey, good luck today, and thanks for your time again on Trot's Talk. No worries. Thanks so much, Greg. All right, that's uh, Tim Williams. From him, we go to Gavin Smith, who, well, he'll be trying to get to 800 wins. I had a look last night. I think it was past seven, 700 anyway. Uh, good morning to you, Gav. Morning, Greg. Morning, listeners. Yeah, thanks so much for your time. I know it's a busy morning and you, you're bang smack into races one and two. But first day, you, you had some mixed luck there, mate, to be fair. Well, if by mixed luck you meant all bad, then yeah, we'll pretty go with much. that. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. <laughs> nothing went your way, did it? Yeah, nothing went your way at all. Yep, well, no, reckon we can turn it around today? Uh, look, definitely a couple of them. Um, Scarlet Legacy was pretty ordinary in the first. Um, yeah, she hit, most of them didn't eat a lot the first night and didn't settle that good, and they've all eaten up really good since. So I'm kind of hoping for a little bit better run, but to be honest, she was really ordinary the first day. So it would be hard to turn it around in two days and see her being a winning chance off, off the first oh. day run. All right, she's a $10 chance. Heartbreak Hotel um, was a new, is a newcomer to the races, obviously, and, and there was some good support and had trialled pretty nicely, the son of Majestic Sun. Um, 
has got the breeding to be quite a nice horse, is he? Yeah, look, he's taken a wee bit to get organised, and he um, he shouldn't have probably been coming to the races yet. I, I thought he would be a horse that would take four or five trials to sort of get his head around the game, and he had two trials and was just absolutely faultless and, and trotted 24 when he qualified and, and just jogged it, so it, it kind of seemed pointless going back to the trials to go 3.30 um, yep. when he could do it for money at the races. He, he began pretty good the first day, and hasn't copped it at the trials before but race day with a few people whistling and, and growling and a bit more noise and a bit more happening he, he just tried to go too quick and, and and couldn't hold it together so we've moved him to the unruly um, I, I think if he it, it probably doesn't matter if he's a bit slow from there just as long as he trots he'd, he'd be pretty hard to beat what about the real McCoy in race number four? Comes up with barrier one over the mile. A huge advantage, as we know, around Nelson to be up on the speed. And the first day run, well, was finding a bit of, bit of nice ground late in the piece behind Woodley Jewel. Um, look, he's he's been crying for a draw for a long time. Like He's just had a horrible run, 13s and 8s and 12s and 14s. and He's finally drawn one. Um there's a bit of gate speed outside him, so it might end up being a tricky race. Like, you sort of toss of a coin whether you do too much early to hold your spot or whether you concede. Um, yeah. um, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking I'm going to get out as good as I can. Like, he hasn't had a draw for a while, and I want to use it. He's been racing good from bad draws and hitting the line good for fourths and fifths. Um, so I'm expecting today to. Um, I'm expecting today to have him, have him pretty hard to beat, to be honest. Like, this is a draw I've been waiting for in over a mile yep. here. Yep, $6.50 is his price. Almighty Fear was a pretty hard watch. Can't have been much fun sitting in the bike. That was in behind Sonny's sister, who you're up against again. But prior to that, he'd been excellent in his two wins at Rungiora in the Mott. He had. He'd been great. And to be honest, like, I've always said to the owners, there's a chance this is going to happen. And Yep. He he had been so good, and ironically, we sold him, and he raced for new owners, and <laughs> did it first start for him. Uh, it wasn't really his fault. Like as long as he's moving and and got a bit of room, he's he's a very very quick beginner, probably as quick a beginner trot I've ever had. But unfortunately, uh, Michael House's horse, I just forget the name of it, was playing up on the front line and back under the tape, and um, we just had to stop too long. Yep. Yeah, boys' invasion. And uh, by the time it got it got sorted, he had planted the feet and sort of gone a bit dog. So, look, it shouldn't happen again. Uh, there's a slight chance, but it'd be very unlikely it would happen twice in a row. So, we'll just be back a little bit further today and and try to make sure that he's he's still able to be walking forward. You and, drive this. Yep. Now you finish off. Well, yet. he's got the tactical. He's got the tactical speed to probably make it harder for the other runners. Like you can swish him a bit early and probably probably get through and maybe even land the top, even off a handicap. Put a bit of distance and horses in between him and Sonny's sister. Like I, I think he's an each way chance, even though the way she won, it's very hard to say she wouldn't win again. Yep, she's a dollar sixty five, you're seven fifty and two thirty, so you know, people can back you to finish uh, top two, top three. Uh, 3.20 if you want to back him uh, to finish uh, top two. You drive the super pacer 
um, Heisenberg. Gee, he just tries so hard, doesn't he? He's $14 today, uh, Gav. And, and this race here, obviously Ultimeteor will be hard to beat, but he's not without a, a, a terrific each-way chance. No, he went good the first day, and I probably didn't drive him that good, to be honest. I should have made use of the beginning a bit better. Uh, 3,000 metres and a pretty strong headwind. I, I just tried to pinch a bit much down the back the first time and, and intended to run them the last lap. And um, that encouraged Blair to have a crack, and he come that quick, we handed up, and then got shuffled to three back. But he went a good, honest race, and the draw's going to be tricky, but I'm picking the light up, so hopefully we can sort of slot in somewhere not too far back, and and if they go real hard, then, then he's such a genuine horse, he'll be running on. Yeah, if you got gold of thunder in the last at long odds, can you tell the Trots Talk listeners then what is your best chance of the day? Um, probably the Maiden Trotter. Um, I think Heartbreak Hotel, and and then uh, then probably Almighty Fair, the two trotters. All right, and and then the real McCoy. So the, the, there's three genuine each way chances there. I think today. Hey mate, appreciate your time. You'll be busy. You need to get on with your horses and uh, get things done for those first couple of races. Um, go well. I hope hope the luck rolls your way a little bit more today than it did on day one. Yeah, thanks, Greg. Good luck to all the punters out there. All right, that's Gavin Smith uh, there out of Nelson. Time for us to take a short break. On the other side, the bloke calling the action there had a winner the other day. He actually had a third-place getter too. His name is Matt Cross. He'll join us. Welcome back in to Trot's Talk. Yes, brought to you by hrnz.co.nz. It's going to be a pleasure to be joined by Matt Cross in a moment. But the main reason we're going to have a chat to him, well, not only is he a decent bloke, but he had a win on Friday. Top of the straight, Ruakaka leads, two in front, make it three now. From Grand Eagle, who's running on, Randall Houston, P. White are out, and then came Bella Lindeni, Ruakaka the leader. He's two and a half clear from Grand Eagle, then came Randall Houston, P. Ruakaka just in front, Grand Eagle having one crack at him, but Ruakaka, go you good thing. Ruakaka wanted a half a length from Grand Eagle, third across, Randall Houston, P., and to go yeah, not often you get an opportunity to call your own horse home. I know you've done it before, Matt Cross, but I could tell by the vibes coming through your commentary that that one meant a wee bit, as I say, morning to you. G'day, Greg. Yeah, it, it did for for a few reasons, Name, uh, mainly because the horse has had a, a few issues along the way and we were kind of ready to go with him just before Christmas last year and then things didn't go to plan. So we've been waiting a while and um, yeah, I, I was pretty chuffed with, with that. I, I guess it's a hard thing as a race caller. You, you've still got, um, you know, punters and, and people watching that you have to do a job for, but trying to find that balance between cheering at home and calling the race can be a wee bit difficult. But, um, yeah, it was a great great thrill. Probably more satisfying than anything else. Pretty quick down the straight. Not as quick as you coming from the commentary box to get in the photo, <laughs> though, mate. I noticed you got there pretty quickly. Yeah, I threw the headset off straight down the stairs. Uh, luckily, I didn't have to push anyone over, any of the punters, to get down there. But look, it was great to share it as well with um, a guy who has been in harness racing for a long time, and Robin Butt, who shares in the ownership along with his, his wife, Jackie. I've known Robin and Jackie for, for many, many years, and it's great to be able to share that with them. I know that um, Robin hasn't trained for quite some time now, but I remember some of his great horses going around, horses like City Rogue and um, Country Rogue, and then obviously go back to the 80s where he had so many good horses as well. So to share it with them down in the birdcage and, and see the smile on their face is, is what we do it for. Yeah, of course, trained the cup winner in 84 in Camelot, trained and drove the cup winner. So, uh, yeah, the name Butt has been in the game a long time and he's been a massive part of that. So I know that would have would have meant plenty to you. He's got to step up today, though, Matthew. He takes on, well... 
the best three-year-old at the back end of the season anyway, the Derby and Oaks winner and Sonny's sister. Uh, we spoke to Bob earlier in the show about um, how pleased he was with him the first day, and he, he's not sure how he's eaten up because he just chucks them all out in the same paddock, which uh, most would have found quite amusing, but he thinks they've eaten up well. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he goes today. Yeah, well, there was about a second and a half difference between him and Sonny's sister in terms of their, their runs here on Friday, with Sonny's sister being slightly quicker, but you equate the improvement for uh, Bruakaka. Well, hopefully he, he improves, and the fact that Sonny's sister has to go back another 10 metres, look, I think she's pretty special, though, Greg, and I, I'd be a fool to be trying to tell you that he could beat her today because she can probably give him a five-length head start at the top of the straight and get him for pure speed. That's something that she's probably got over him this afternoon is that turn of foot. She's a, a dual Group 1 winner. Look, I'd be pretty happy with second today, Greg. I'm sure that the punters are thinking the same, but, but he'll give a bit of cheek off the front. Coming off the unruly, I guess, is, is a factor as well. He stepped pretty well here on, on Friday afternoon, so we can only hope. you got another runner, the filly by Sweet Lou, Misty Blue, who actually went very good the first day, went good at Ashburton before Christmas as well. So, um, yeah, you're having a couple of cracks again today. Yeah, well, she went quite well here on Friday. I thought she's really good. just been... She just hasn't had anything to bring her into the race at Ashburton. She was beaten by a very good horse in moments like this. But the horse in front of her just sort of never give her any momentum at the top of the straight. So she had to do all that work herself from sort of the 400 to the 200. And it was the same here on, on Friday. And Sheree said she just had to go a wee bit too early. And she did leave a bit of improvement in her, which a lot of people do, um, obviously, with racing two days. So she'll take the step up fitness-wise today. She's put the half blinds on her as well. So... Um, over the mile, I'd say she'll come out and have a wee bit of a look early and, and should be settling pretty handy, so she'll get her chance. She's a nice enough horse. Cherie Tomlinson being your partner, of course. How do those conversations go? Do you? I know I never went down this path of discussing it with Karen about the way she should drive horses. How do you go in that department? No, we never, never talk about it. She might ask me how another horse in the race goes, but... Yeah, I think that's that's one thing. I don't tell her how to drive. She doesn't tell me how to call. But look, if we both have a bad day, we certainly support each other. But um, yeah, no, that's one thing I don't do is tell her how to drive horses. I can tell you that. No, well, if I could give you some advice, mate, that's absolutely <laughs> what it would be. Uh, it sort of helped me get through, I would say. What about for the remainder of the program? Um, the, the feature race, obviously, Ultra Meteor was awesome uh, on day one. It won't be easy from out there, but he should just still have the wood on them. Is that how you see it? Oh, for sure. I, well, he started off a handicap here on Friday over 3,000 and was too good. Speaking with Tim, he said he's a very, very fast horse. So even if he has to be back off midfield today, he reckons he can get them for speed. And I think he's the best bet of the afternoon coming back to mobile conditions as well. I thought Don Mara might run a cheeky race in that, Greg, if he could punch forward. He's a horse who may be better suited over the shorter courses. His run behind here's Herbie three starts back was pretty good. So if he can bring that sort of form and and lope along over the mile. I think he'll, he'll be well suited to that. I thought Refine probably finds herself in the right sort of race today to punch forward and control it over the mile, so she's hard to beat, about $4 her price. And I saw no reason why Wallflower wouldn't win again. She steps up in grade, but with Woodley Jewel likely to go forward, if Wallflower comes looking in that race, the lead's going to be there, and she ran them along at an even clip to win her maiden in a strong enough time here on Friday. Blair Orange driving today. Don't be fooled, though, because Carter actually part-owns Woodley Jewel, so he has to drive Woodley Jewel. So I wouldn't be looking at it thinking, well, Carter had the pick and he'll choose the better of the two. He has to drive Woodley Jewel. So Wallflower with Blair on outside of the gate, $5. You could do worse and have a, a little win play on it to round out the program, Greg. 
Yeah, that is uh, race 11, number nine. The other one Matt was keen on was Refine, race four, uh, number five. And again, if uh, you want to take the win price there, it's actually $4 into $3.80. Hey, thanks for taking your time out, Matt. Uh, it's a busy morning leading into the first, which is not far away, eight minutes past 12. Congratulations again on the success on Friday. Hope it continues for you today. And, uh, yeah, go well uh, not only through this afternoon, but, of course, uh, next week you'll be heading to the Marlborough Circuit. That's on the grass, is it? Yep, that's on the grass over there. So we'll, um, we're actually going to stay here on track until Thursday and, and head across with, with the horses and the family and, and perch up over there. Um, I guess the best thing about Friday, would, and then you're the same, you know, you get to win a race. We kind of get to feel what everyone else is feeling when we're having to do our job and trying to make it exciting. So, look, I think it's probably good for us to get the odd winner. We don't get them out of turn, Greg, but... Um, yeah, you're not wrong. It's great to see <laughs> Yeah, you, you feel that thrill, don't you, that, that everyone yeah, else absolutely. is feeling while you're sort of doing your job, so it's great. Yep, absolutely it is. Uh, go well. Thanks again. Thanks, Greg. See you later. Beautiful. That's uh, Matthew Cross on track there at uh, the Nelson Harness Racing Club meeting there today at uh, sunny Richmond Park. All right, short break for us on the other side. Where's the money going? Where has the investments been today on this meeting, the 11 race program? We'll find out with Matt Peden. Yes, and you're home straight on uh, Trot's Talk, brought to you by HRNZ. I actually did the galloping show uh, yesterday morning for Michael Guerin and Louie, and they're away, and I got John Dunn on. I was chatting to him about uh, all things about Sunny Sister and Sunday's Son, and I mentioned that it was the only three-time winner of the Dominion. What I meant to say, what it was the only consecutive three-in-a-row winner of the great race, the Dominion. And Matthew Peden, as I join you, you just never quite know who might be watching, or listening rather, the the mail run. Uh, I didn't think GAV Bruton would be listening, but he was quick to let me know that Lyle had won it three times and take a moment had as well. But I knew what I wanted to say. It just didn't quite come out right. As I say, morning to you. Yeah, morning, Greg, and TAV Bruton, as we know, is a uh, wealth of knowledge when it comes to harness racing, and I'm sure he'd be listening right now as uh, as a well of your other loyal listeners would be too. Oh, the man with the steely dangly things, yes, I'm sure he's tuned in and he'll, he'll be wrapped with his mention. What about today, Nelson? How did the first day book fare, and uh, where's the money going today, Matthew? Yeah, it was good. Uh, good outcome, I think, on day one, Greg. Turnover seemed strong, which was good, as it often is on uh, on the Nelson circuit, and Punters aren't scared to throw their money around this morning either as we head into day two. Best back runners on the card are in the first two races. Race one, Chica Bella, Sarah O'Reilly for Brent and Tim White. 2.40 out to 2.50 early on in betting. Last three hours been really well backed back into 2.30 and uh, it's going to go around one of the best backed runners of the day. The other being in race number two and we heard from Gavin Smith earlier and he labelled Heartbreak Hotel as his best chance of the day. Uh, $3 into $2.70, just back out to 280 as a percentage comes out of the market, but it's been uh, it's been the other of the best back of the day, Greg. All right. What about the feature race? Uh, Ulta Meteors have been strong support for him. You had to open him reasonably short because uh, he's won off handicaps his last couple of starts, and he meets him on level marks, albeit from the wide front row draw over the mile. Yeah, he was backed early on, Greg, 270 into 230. It's hit that 2.30 and the punters are a little bit shy, I feel, just looking at what's going on there, just probably because of that draw over the shorter course trip. But they're happy to play Celtic Spirit as well now. Six into 4.50 in the last few hours and uh, he's been well backed on the each way. But I think there'll be plenty of bolties going through Alta Media as we get closer to race one. 
All right. I liked the horse earlier in the program, Gate Crasher. The crucial thing for me uh, around Nelson's being on the speed, particularly over the short course, and when eight of the 11 races are over the mile, I, I think it's going to be imperative for a horse like it. I know Twister's in the race, but Gate Crasher's going to have uh, racetrack advantage, if you like, in terms of position. Yeah, and he's got, uh, he's got the advantage of John Dunn drawn too, so... I'm sure John will have him in a good spot, brilliant gate driver, and uh, he's been 420 to 350, and he might be the testing material if he goes as well as he did on day one. Haven't really asked anyone whether it was. Uh, I had heard earlier in the day that it was 25, not a breath of wind, and they'll fly around Nelson. Is, is that the case? Yeah, it's uh, a little bit overcast, Greg, but it's nice and warm and just a slight breeze, but you'd think the, the, uh, with the conditions we've got that they'll be humming around there in those mile races anyway. All right, looking forward to the uh, action there out of Nelson today. We spoke to Bob earlier on about bet and win, and he's starting to talk about the great square. And as a part owner of the horse, um, that could mean you could be sunning yourself in Queensland in July. Sounds like a pretty good sort of a caper. Yeah, I might have to knock 20 kilos off before I'm running around the beach, though, Greg. But um, be a good, uh, good experience if he does end up at Albion Park in winter. He... Um... <laughs> Sort of shocked me how well he how well he won at uh, Alexandra Park on New Year's Eve, but he's got a lot of ability and he's starting to put it all together. So hopefully it's onwards and upwards for him there. But uh, it's exciting to have a small turn and a nice one anyway. Yeah, absolutely. It was terrific uh, winning the big final there, the box seat uh, hot to trot final on New Year's Eve. Um, Matthew, anything else you need to know about uh, today? Sunny's sister will be through a few multis, I'd imagine. Yeah, she's an interesting one because she was cold on uh, on Friday in the market. I think she paid two twenty in the end, but not the case today. They're with her heavily, and she's running through practically every multi that's uh, that's going through today. So uh, she could potentially start even shorter than where she is now. There has been a good move I should have touched on earlier for what a mix and the lucky last six into three dollars and sixty cents. So I uh, I failed to mention it, but she's been a really really good go. So. There's a couple that have drifted out around her. They've been well-backed as well, just not uh, not the volume that we're seeing for what it makes. Next week, we'll catch up with David Branch around uh, the Tab Trot, which is, of course, uh, the slot race for the Trotters and, obviously, uh, the Race by Grins as well. There's plenty of markets uh, available for you to get involved there. Queen of Light is out to $5.50 in that, uh, by the way. Uh, the Race by Grins favourite is Leap to Fame at two twenty, Akuta two seventy at uh, this stage, and yeah, the the trot slot if just believe comes two forty, two eighty Muscle Mountain Queen of Light at four sixty. Well, you're not going to take that. You're going to take the five fifty, aren't you? And uh, Oscar at five dollars and fifty cents. So uh, plenty of markets open, Matthew. Yeah, plenty, and there's plenty more that'll start opening in the next couple of weeks as well. We'll try and get the Road Cup up, Auckland Cup, a couple of his other features up in Auckland, and uh, and the Fred Shaw trot as well. So. We'll be working hard to get those open and be interesting to see whether or not Leap to Fame comes, Greg. What's, uh, what's your feeling there? Oh, I think he will. I really do. I think he will make the trip because he's he's very unlikely to go to Perth. In fact, he definitely won't go there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty hopeful that we'll get to see him and, uh, and alongside of him, if we could have the Trotter Just Believe as well, it'd be brilliant. Hey, thanks for your time, Matthew. Really appreciate it. Pleasure, Greg. Enjoy your Sunday. All right, that's, yeah, we'll do. That's Matt Peden. He's on track at Richmond. Uh, hope you've enjoyed Trot's talk for another Sunday. I'll talk to you in seven days' time. Good luck on the punt.